In this episode, I want to go over knowing your personal and professional limitations. The reason I want to go over this is because to me it's very important, a big part of anyone's career or reputation lies on not being fraudulent. We all we all have these moments where we feel like a fraud, where we feel like we are not enough, like we may be portraying something that we're unable to add up to. Maybe it's a sense of inadequacy. We all go through these moments. And then we go through moments where we're very confident and sometimes overly confident. And so I want to touch on knowing your limitations in a few different areas. So the first area of knowing your limitations is personal, right? So with every career or profession that you go into, you will have personal limitations. What that's going to look like is, are you emotionally mature enough to handle certain business situations or certain tasks or certain workloads, right? One of the indicators on a personal limitation is when you get to the point where you feel overwhelmed and this can manifest with anxiety you can be feeling really anxious you can take things really personal all of a sudden you can get angry you can start snapping at people all of these are signs of being overwhelmed with either a task or an environment or just overall your workload And the damage here and the limitation is that when you are overwhelmed and it's seeping out and people are able to see that and witness that about you, then what that's doing is it's damaging your professional reputation. It's saying, hey, you can't hack it. You can't handle this type of responsibility or you don't know how to do things like Um, maybe, maybe you don't know how to delegate, right? So that you don't get to the point where you're overwhelmed. And the limitation of this is because it's damaging your reputation, it will limit your professional career because so many promotions and leadership roles and higher up roles will require a good amount of emotional intelligence And an amount of control over your own workload and your ability to handle stressful situations. So if you gain a reputation of not being able to handle your workload or not being able to handle the environment, then you are a lot less likely to get a promotion that you go after or to get a new position that requires stress to be managed. So how do you know that you're in this overwhelmed state? It can creep up on you. It really can. I've been there. And so I know firsthand the signs, right? That anxious feeling, that being on edge all the time. As soon as someone comes up to you, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, overwhelmed. And people will tell you, people will indicate to you when your reputation is at stake. They will start saying things that they wouldn't normally say. They will start doing things that they wouldn't normally do. So an indicator that people are basically mirroring back to you that they don't trust you or your judgment or your character now 
is them acting out of character. If someone's normally very nice, very respectful, and then all of a sudden one day they're acting uh, rude or they're acting more bold or they're stepping on your toes and they're going over your head, that tells you that that person had a respect for you. They no longer have that respect for you. It could be that you've appeared to be out of control that you've appeared not to be able to handle your own emotions in a stressful environment. And so it's key to make sure that your energy that you're putting out there to your coworkers, to your superiors, anybody that could be watching in a professional setting, that you are good. You have to work really hard on taking a deep breath, on stepping back for a minute, on getting a little bit of distance between you and other people when you're feeling these emotions. And you have to do it in a subtle way to where they don't notice. They don't notice anything unusual. So say someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, I need this done or I need, I really need help with this. And say that is stressing you out and you're already at your limit and you feel overwhelmed, you want to snap. Don't snap. Um, what you want to do is more like, Hey, um, yeah, I would love to help you. Just give me 15 minutes and let's, you know, let's talk about this over in the kitchen or, um, set a time on my, my calendar because I'm really busy right now. I'm, I'm on a project and it's time sensitive, whatever you need to say to kind of push them off, get them on a schedule so that you can mentally prepare to sit down and talk to them about whatever they need. Part of this is remembering and keeping in your mind that just because someone else has an emergency and you can help them with that doesn't mean it automatically becomes your emergency. It might become a priority to where maybe, okay, now you have to rearrange a few things and focus on this before you focus on some other things that might have been priorities prior. So you have to learn how to figure out what is a priority, but rarely is an emergency of someone else's going to become your emergency unless you allow it to become your emergency. Usually it's not something that you've done and it's usually something they're panicking about. So a big part of managing your own emotions, right, is to make sure that their panic doesn't create panic in you. Um, So one thing, uh, another thing is if you're not in the headspace to say, hey, you know, professionally, Go ahead and set some time on my schedule to do this. Say you don't want to talk. Say you're in this insane state and you're like about to explode on someone. Say, hey, I really want to help you. Give me um, a few minutes. I actually was just heading out. I will be back in 30 minutes or an hour. Go ahead and send me an email about it just to make sure it doesn't fall off the radar. I'll get to it as soon as possible. What you can do is you can walk out, you can go into another room, you can go take a walk outside and like get some air, you can go, you know, I don't recommend driving in a highly emotional state because that can be dangerous, but if you can get some fresh air and just go walk outside away from the commotion, then that actually helps a lot and it helps you to like kind of clear your mind, maybe listen to some music, you know, take your phone with you. I do this myself. If I feel overwhelmed, I'll just go take a walk and I'll listen to music. And that process just helps me to just unwind a little bit, 
relax, put things into perspective, and then get back once I'm ready to the commotion. So another area where you could be hurting yourself emotionally at work and with your career, and this has actually happened to me in the past because I'm a very happy person. Sometimes I get these bursts of energy that are not normal to most people. They're normal to me, but in a professional setting, I usually keep a pretty steady demeanor about me and I remember going into the office one day and I just had so much energy I was practically skipping down the hallways so happy talking to everyone super happy super happy unusually so and I remember a person that I would I would talk to frequently she was like she she gave me this crazy look and she was like are you okay And I was like, yeah, I'm great. She's like, you're really happy. Like, it was like, wow, people really, like, even if you're too happy, people will start to assume that, you know, something must be wrong with you if you're that happy. So you also have to remember to put a cap on your happiness. I know it sounds super weird, but I've had over the years, I've had several coworkers just flat out despise me for how happy I was at work because I wasn't, you know, down like them or I wasn't, you know, stewing in misery. And that always blew my mind. But like the happier you are, especially if they don't see you that that way that much, that can also be very damaging to your reputation. So remember like extreme highs and extreme lows, very damaging to your reputation, even though happiness is seen as a positive it's also seen as you being unstable and something might be wrong with you (laughs) so uh, keep that in mind for professional or personal limitations make sure you put a little bit of a limitation on the emotions that you show and how much you show them at work so the second area is professional we all have professional limitations no matter who you are what industry you're in however long you've been in that industry you have a professional limitation or two or three or ten or countless number of professional limitations so there are I want to say just off the top of my head I know about five different sections of um, professional abilities that you might have limitations in. So there's technical skills, there's knowledge, there's teaching, there's leading, and there's managing. Out of these skills, when I say, okay, technical skills, you might have technical skills in one area or two areas or in a lot of general areas, but you might be missing technical skills in the, like a few specific areas that would be good for you to know or that just maybe someone else on your team is good at and you're not. Um, so when you look at people with technical skills, think of like coworkers, and that's mainly like that technical skill level that you're looking at. So then we have like knowledge, right? What kind of knowledge do you have about the company, about the department that you're in, about how the team works together? What kind of knowledge do you have about different aspects of things that will help to ensure that the technical skills are being enacted correctly right 
And so when you think of knowledge, you're thinking, okay, that could be a coworker. That could also be someone leading into like a trainer type of role because they have all of this local knowledge about the job as well as the technical skills. Then we have three sections which go into leadership and management but they are different in subtle ways so we have teaching and to me teaching is inspiring and nurturing growth in individuals and part of that goes into you know if you're going to be teaching people you have to also show them a little bit respect make sure that they don't feel ashamed to come to you with questions, um, things like that. So you might have a limitation in that section. When I first started mentoring people or teaching people, it was hard for me to actually nurture them in that process. I had to learn how to not be harsh with my with my words so that they could feel free to come to me and feel like they're not afraid to come to me with questions. Um, leading is different. So you could teach someone, you could inspire them to grow, but leading someone to me is inspiring them to create positive actions, to, to be actionable in a positive way, in a way that benefits the company or the group. And so when you're like, teaching you're thinking of okay that could be a co-worker slash trainer when you're leading when you're inspiring people to take action and to um, move forward in positive ways you could also be teaching them that kind of goes into it as well that would be more of like a team lead or a supervisor Um, inspiring people to actually do things in a positive way you also have to diminish any kind of that negative mindset right so being able to put out the mindset of negativity like when you're trying to to take action in a positive way there's always going to be people around that are saying like oh but there's this limitation or there's that limitation or I can't do this or I can't do that so being able to turn that around and inspire them to still be positive or to look at it in a more positive way I feel like that's needed in a leader so then there's managing which to me managing is establishing requirements for growth and productivity while maintaining clear boundaries for your employees or people that report to you And so that could be a supervisor, manager, director, so on. So management in itself, like management, leading, teaching, like these are all very important roles, but they're very different roles. You don't want someone that's just good at technical skills to be a manager because they might not be able to handle different people's emotions. They might not have that emotional intelligence that they need to be able to manage people without turning people against them. It's really easy to tell someone what they're doing wrong in a way that makes them resent you and think, oh, you might, you just think you're better than me or, or what have you. Right. So I think understanding the different aspects of that and knowing your limitations, just because you know a lot about a a section or you are really good at the technical side or you're really good at teaching people, that doesn't mean that you would be a good manager. There are different skills that are required for each thing. So I want to speak a little bit about my own limitations and that's because We all, like I said, we all have limitations. We all have our moments where we feel strong. We all have our moments where we feel weak. We all have our moments where we feel inadequate. 
I take it day by day because I am great at 90% of what I run into. But then there's that other 10% in accounting where I'm like, ooh, that's a knowledge gap. I don't know. I've never experienced that. Or maybe that's an area that intimidates me. And I'm like, hmm, I don't want to try to do that today. (laughs) Okay, so you have to understand your limitations to know what you can sign up for. But at the same time, you don't want them to hold you back either. So say there's a section of accounting or if I was in business, say there was an area of business that I wasn't familiar with. And so I wasn't comfortable taking that on fully and taking responsibility for it. But I did want to learn it, right? So that's understanding your limitations without allowing them to hold you back. So instead of saying, oh, I don't know how to do that. I, I think you should find someone else to do that. Instead say, you know what? I don't have experience with that, but I'm definitely willing to do some research or dig into it and see what I can see what I can do. And maybe I can handle it. And then that's how you get the experience behind you, the working experience, to be able to say, oh, that area doesn't intimidate me anymore. Now I understand that area, at least for maybe an umbrella situation. And now I can tell someone, yes, I do have experience in that area. And yes or no, you should get, you should or shouldn't get someone else to do that. So like for example, for me with taxes, I don't do people's taxes. I'm not familiar with all of the tax forms. And so I always defer to a CPA. So unless I am willing to go and become a certified tax preparer or a CPA, I'm not going to even really inch into those sections. Now, I will learn certain things about them that help me with my personal life or my job, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go out here and promote that I, I can help you with your taxes and I can do this and I can save you money because that would be false advertisement and I would be a phony or a fraud at that point. So that's just an example of knowing your limitations, understanding your limitations, being honest with your limitations, but not letting them dictate you being able to move forward and learn and grow because we should all be trying to learn and grow at every turn. Just because you're afraid of a certain area doesn't mean you can't tackle it. It just means you need to sit down, focus on it, and practice and learn the ins and outs. That's all that means. So if anything, I hope this episode inspired you to learn something new, to watch how your personal and professional limitations might be affecting you, and maybe even how to get around some of those personal and professional limitations by being more bold or being more reserved in certain areas, giving people boundaries at work, um, setting maybe some time for you to just take a walk, listen to some music, calm yourself down if it's a professional thing, or sorry, if it's a personal thing. And if it's a professional thing, all right, how can I make myself better? Or am I good where I'm at? Some people really are good where they're at and they don't want to learn more and that's okay too. So just be honest with what you're not familiar with and not comfortable with and say this is what I'm comfortable with. These are my strengths. Um, I do not have a strength in this area so unfortunately I do feel you should find someone else for this task. 
it's completely okay to say things like this. And I definitely encourage it if that's the mentality you want to take. I also encourage constantly learning. So for example, before we get off this episode, I had a call um, and then I've done this several times where someone is taking on a project that I don't fully understand and I've never done it before. And I really have a curiosity and I have a want to learn more about that section or that area of the business. And so I say, hey, can you include me on these meetings or on these conversations? I just want to listen in and learn. And more often than not, people will say, yeah, of course. Now, if they're threatened by you, they might not, but it's worth a shot. So get out there, tackle the world and learn how to manage and appreciate and get around your limitations.